Hello, everyone. This is episode seven of A Controversial Take, and we are here with uh, our regular unknown artists. Um, I think the guys knew that one was coming. <laughs> I knew Sweet. that one was coming, yeah. Can't believe we're up to number seven already. Wow. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, I had a bit of a look into this over the week, actually. We, through our first six episodes, clocked up nearly nine hours of content. That's, that seems like quite a bit. Um, and I think... That's Franny, a lot. Yeah. yeah, that is a lot. Franny last week was talking about, and it, it's out there quite a bit, about um, doing 10,000 hours to become an expert. Not that I think we need to become an expert at this, but that puts us at, what, another at least a thousand times of what we've already done, um, a bit over that. Um, 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. But what was, he what was he talking what? about? I, I Anything. If you do anything for 10,000 hours, yeah. you become an expert. Yeah, I've heard the theory, yeah. Yeah, but I'm a little bit insulted that Franny thinks that we're not experts now. Uh, uh, there's it's got to be some kind of loophole. I would have thought we'd already made it, to be honest. Yeah, but there's natural talent, made. you know. <laughs> do, we, do we get extra hours for being in different time zones somehow? I, I'm sure we can work it that way. <laughs> not, not just different time zones, but today we've got a, a different timing of, of our uh, usual taping. And that's put us off a little bit because of the NBA finals. Um, and game six, which has just happened, um, which is, was absolutely yes. fantastic. And I think Giannis, we need to start there. The mad monster. Yeah. Giannis mad was monster. amazing. Giannis. Yeah. He was uh, absolutely faultless in, in that one. How does a guy who can't hit a free throw turn up in game six in uh, a closeout, closeout game for them, as it's turned out, uh, and hit 17 of 19 free throws? That's unbelievable. Well, well, Tim, I, uh, my theory, obviously, like I've been talking about for a long time, um, which I'll say has got me to back-to-back -back, um, uh, bracket wins, <laughs> is that you know you've got you've got Super winners, expert. you've got winners, and you've got losers. Giannis is a winner, and I, I already predicted that he would get over over the top and you know for, for winners you've just got to let them do their thing and they will rise to the occasion and i think this dovetails into what we're going to talk about later which is the olympics right where there's a lot of winners out there who go for gold and, and they just stand up when it's necessary and you know lebron's done it for a lot of a, a long time uh his time's passed and it's time for the mantle to pass uh, to pass to someone else. And mm. you know, you, you saw, you know, the the surrounding crew for him as well. Holiday didn't have a good day, a good a good game, but was there when required. Uh, same with Middleton. Middleton. Um, you know, yep. you've just got you've got winners. If this was if this was a different game, and we were looking at players like Wiggins, Barrett. If they were on the, on the floor, um, they would have cost their team the win. Yeah. And we'd be talking about something completely different. But yeah, Giannis, yeah, yeah. Well, well done. Well Giannis. done to the Bucks. Fantastic. Yeah. My, my, my theory is Giannis just had big balls. And that sort of dovetails into the Olympics discussion later. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, physically and metaphorically, are you saying? Yes. <laughs> All right. Is I was going to say, is this the big, the first win without a big three, or a, what? What? What most people would class as a big three? Because I think whilst Giannis, Middleton, and Andrew Holiday are fantastic, they're probably not what wouldn't stand up to oh, what well, some of the other big threes I mean, would be out there. 
No, I mean, no. I mean, people tend to say big threes as players who can score a lot, right? But, uh, you know, Giannis and uh, I think Giannis and Middleton are certifiably um, all-stars. And then Drew Holiday is so underrated. At, he's the best two-way guard there is um, in in the... Uh, in the league at the moment, Zane Zane top five. <laughs> All three but, are very good defenders. But you know, no, yeah. But Drew Holiday is fantastic in this series in terms of defense. You can't fault him. Uh, the way that he guarded Booker today uh, left him no space, and uh, he, he's caught. Uh, he, watching the game, he caused at least three or four turnovers on Booker just by just one-on-one single coverage. So um, it was he's great. So I, I would say they're definitely you know big three in my mind. I would say this is the Ocean's Eleven theory. Um, you know, everyone knows the movie Ocean's Eleven, and you know the famous line. And I don't, I don't have the verbatim of the line, but you know, we need a number of guys doing a whole bunch of cons, right? And everyone needs to play their part for you to win. And I think both teams like proved that <coughs> it's still about how your team works together. And a lot of those other teams, as soon as they had one injury, they couldn't they couldn't take it, right? And you can argue, okay, Giannis had almost 50% of the Bucks points today, but he didn't do it alone. He didn't they didn't make the finals because of only him. You know, they were winning games without him. Yeah. Porter stood up in those games. Lopez stood up even yeah. in this game. You know, I, I think and and to the Suns' credit, same thing, right? Like a whole bunch of guys doing a number of yeah. different things, and all required. And you know, I think um, better team won in the series. And you know, uh, but I, I think it is. It was great to see a team, the teams that haven't come together for the sake of you know trying to just out star power the other team and and basically buy themselves a, yeah. a championship. It's great to yeah. see two was, of those uh, teams compete. It was a lesson. Fantastic. In, yeah. It was a good lesson. It was a good example of team building, right? So they had all the role players fitting their role perfectly. Uh, and uh, that's good. great to see. You know, you had uh, Bobby Porter's playing uh, a fantastic as a, as a sixth man. And then you, you've got uh, people like uh, PJ Tucker, who doesn't, do much offensively, but he's fantastic defensively. Of course, Ro- Lopez, um, who's you know big unit, can shoot threes, can defend, um, and then you've got uh, Divincenzo on his scooter. So I mean, it's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you really just wanted to put that in there, didn't you? You crowbar that. Yes, <laughs> he's a good role player. <laughs> But hey, he was a starter throughout the season, so he uh, he, he did his job. Yeah, he was there. shit as a starter. He did not do much as a starter. I he played his you, role. Uh, he played uh, his role. He was a role player, Zane. Yeah. You're killing, you're killing the, the whole argument. Not he wasn't. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't that useful for your fantasy team, but he was a good role player. No, no he was. He was. I was only kidding. But I just want to throw. Um, you know, the fact that he's on the scooter. It's 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 trippy, right? It's pretty odd. Yeah, it's pretty odd. <laughs> hey, um, this week we uh, have not had much movement in terms of the analytics and it might be because um, people have been waiting for the big Olympics rush to hit before they, they tune in. I don't know. Um, but we, we're still progressing with episode one, which is up to 63 plays. So we've got a few extras on there as well. Um, it's a bit slow for the others. We're, we're between 21 and 29 for episodes two to five. And episode six is at 14. So it, it's coming. But I think everyone's been waiting for this week's pre-Olympics chat because I'm sure this is the what? one that's going to spike us spike us back up. 
I think one thing one thing we need to do, Tim, is just go back to the fundamentals of why we did this podcast, which was not to become famous. It was just to just to have a bit of a chin wag. Um, so I think that I think we need to just go back to that. I know that the analytics it's interesting. I, I really like looking at the analytics and following it. Um, but I'm not too concerned, not too concerned about the numbers. I think um, we enjoy what we do and and we have a bit of fun. So oh, I agree with that. Yeah. The, the analytics are there really just to um, rib Zane a little bit because China still can't get out of sixth position. Oh, so That is important. Seems- <laughs> that is the most important <laughs> analytic going around. The only reason that we do the analytics is to be able to have shots at people. So <laughs> <laughs> shots have been fired. So no, look, but, it's yeah. Olympics time. <laughs> You're, Look, you're I, a, you know, I, I agree with Pete. You know, we're just here for for a chat. You know, so if you listen to us and you enjoy it, please recommend it to a friend. Anyway, can, go on. can I before we before we um, go into the Olympics? Um, I did want to give a shout out to uh, we, we went to the cinemas the other night. Um, thankfully, got in just before um, we've gone back into restrictions that don't allow you to eat anything at movies. So uh, I was happy to have my bucket of popcorn. Um, we watched Fast and the Furious Nine. Um, because of mm. Tim's take that that was, um, you know, underrated franchise of his. Uh, no spoilers, because I don't like giving out spoilers. But what I will say, Tim, if you haven't seen it yet, um, they, they do take it to another level. Um, so uh, I, I think I think you should go and watch it if you haven't already. Uh, I haven't yet. Um, mm. a- again, also now in lockdown, so we can't go anywhere. Um, but I will. I definitely will. Uh, and not underrated in my heart, but it, it'll definitely be... I don't know how you take that to another level, to be honest. So, oh, no, 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 um, no. no you don't, like, I don't know how they took it to another level either, but and and I'm keen to get your, your take on this once you've seen it, but they did. <laughs> they, they really, really did. Now, now, now I'm going to have to go see it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it, Sam. And then you'll know what I mean. Um, yeah. yeah, and some good some good throwbacks in there as well. Um, speaking of old school, no, mm. I do like that. Mm. Okay, yeah, well, we'll, yeah. we'll I, definitely I reminisce. Yeah, yeah, I saw you in the trailer. So, anyway, we'll um, let's, let's once we've all watched it, we'll we'll have a chat in a couple of weeks' time, whenever it is. Depends how long I've been. Um, I'm stuck in lockdown for. No, we're 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 the same now for another three weeks or oh, four weeks actually. So, it's quite mm. some time. Yeah. Um. So. Olympics this week, and uh, if you guys didn't know already, the Olympics have started. So this morning, yes, Japan absolutely whacked the crap out of Australia in the softball. Uh, they actually invoked the mercy rule, which I didn't realise was something <laughs> that could be invoked <laughs> in the Olympics. <laughs> so before, I think after it's after oh, five five innings. <laughs> if after five innings your team's up by seven runs or more, the game is off. And Japan walk off is against it automatic Australia. Is automatic. It... Wow. automatic. Oh, is yep. it? Oh, okay. So oh, Australia just said no more. I can't take this. <laughs> uh, well, maybe the next bit, if you if you did invoke that rule, is that then you should go into rock throwing or something. Just that, everyone against yeah, that well, team. Maybe to <laughs> switch the softball. Uh, switch the softball with the rock. See how they go. 
Uh, well, Australia wouldn't have done any better. I don't, no, I don't think they would have. No. <laughs> That's not a great start no. for Australia, but the, the, the host country has, has done well. Uh, so we've already started. Uh, I've already put a bit down. So I had a had a, lay, a cheeky <laughs> softball, softball into a couple of the women's soccer events later today. So we'll see how that plays out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they, yeah. they start this afternoon. So it's already happening, yes. even though the, the uh, opening ceremony is still two days away. This is common. Yeah, it's kind of, it's uh, common it's for the of, Olympics to yeah, start it's, early. It's common. I never, yeah, I never quite really understood it. You know, you know, why can't they just start after the, I mean, you know, the opening ceremony? Why do they start the games earlier? Uh, I guess in some of these team games, much the round robins or whatever they've got, there's quite a few to get through, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think yeah, they need yeah. to, uh, as as Zane's saying, like they've got two weeks. Just make it a format that works for two weeks, like. You know, yeah. you've, you, it's not like you've got 150 countries doing softball. Like, you can work that out. That's right. Yeah. It, it does seem weird. And I think they're the only two sports that are starting before the... Cut. You know what they do? What? Just cut the number of teams that qualifies. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. that that's 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 counter to the Olympic spirit. Because the Olympics is all about allowing nations to come together zane so you need to have as many nations as you can well, i actually reckon they should no, they should true. add more uh, don't don't have such don't have such strict qualifying no, but you have like three no but qualify is part of the olympics uh, disagree. Uh, you're saying a bit like when you go to wimbledon and there's a qualifying event beforehand which has a lot of people turn yeah. up to you could That's have right. a pre-olympics right. olympics no I, I, i'm, I'm yeah, completely make, make against it. this no no, completely against it. Make it make it qualifying for the Olympics at the Olympic event. So go have 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 the actual tournament bef- uh, after the opening ceremony. I, I don't think it makes a difference. And look, to be honest, it's added a little bit for me oh, because I've already had a had a dabble two days before the Olympics have started. So <laughs> I, I think just, it's a win win. It, it just means it'll be costly, more costly for you, Tim. <laughs> uh, I I am assuming I'm going to win. So. Right. I did not. I yeah. did not bet on Australia softball, so don't worry about that. <laughs> but I think yeah. on the on the yeah. back of uh, what Pete's saying, maybe we should talk about some of those mm. some of those memories and events where um, yes. maybe additional people have been led in in the spirit of the Olympics to mm. to make some some events a bit well, different. Well, since well since 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 we we we, we were talking about the um, the opening ceremony. Um, you know, my, you know, I'll, I'll probably should start because one of my most vivid memories was, uh, the opening ceremony in Barcelona in 1992 Olympics. So if you guys remember, there was, uh, um, a, a big cauldron where they had to light the fire and they had like this single archer standing, I don't know, God, God knows how far away. And he basically, you know, shot the arrow straight into the, in a cauldron for the fire to light up. Oh, that's that right. Pretty amazing. Let's let's fact check a little bit, yeah, on this. So, one of the amazing things yeah. about this, because I, I, this is one of my favourite memories as well of a of an opening ceremony. So, the guy who shot it was a Paralympian, which was great because I, I think that's a good way to sort of show a little bit more or give a little bit more airtime to the Paralympics. Um, but he didn't shoot it into the cauldron. Let's let's be honest. The, the, the arrow, really? the arrow landed outside of the Olympic Stadium, and it was oh, a, really? 
Yeah. Like, see, like in 1992, I had no idea. Like, so, I, my memory was, well, fuck, you know, he shot it and he got it right into the corner, put a fight to like that. There's no margin for error. And that was fucking amazing, right? No, well, the, the problem was, and this is the problem with your theory about landing it in the cauldron, is the cauldron was right next to the actual stadium, right? So you've got to avoid yeah. the arrow actually landing in the crowd if the guy makes a mistake. So they did it so that, like, yeah. the, the gas was above the cauldron and all he needed to do was basically put his flaming arrow into the gas line and it would light up so so he basically but but the camera angle of it must have been such because i remember it going in as well but i i had a look at it and yeah it didn't go in yeah well i did obviously i didn't fact check on on that but how it worked but it looked on tv and you know 1992 when you know we were 11 right it was pretty amazing and it looked it, it looked pretty good, right? I mean, it's like, wow, it's very innovative and it, it's it, it's very accurate for that guy to actually shot it. And, it, you know, on TV, it looked it looked very far away. I, I hope I haven't ruined... Yeah. I hope I haven't ruined your childhood by <laughs> <Yeah>. fact-checking <laughs> you on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I think you brought logic to it. I'm devastated. <laughs> no, but it, ma- it makes sense that the the, uh, the gas, um, you know, the, the gas, and you just have to, you know, shoot the arrow past that gas line. So, but, one, of, yeah. one of the things but that was a very, very vivid memory. One of the things I did do in in preparation for this didn't do a lot of preparation, but I, I did have a look through a a few lists of like greatest Olympics of all times, as in uh host olympics so uh you're talking about 1992 in barcelona which for me my memories of it is that's like hands down one of the top top three at least saying top five right of of all olympics didn't make it to any of the lists and i was i'm devastated because to me the 92 olympics was pretty amazing there was a lot of stuff happening with the world um you know i think Mm. the unified team was the Russian team was competed under the unified team, mm. which I thought was bloody weird, but they they actually won the medal tally, and the dream team, of course, yep. was famously in the '92 yes. Olympics, which yes. has to have gone down as one of the best, you know, the best teams ever assembled for anything, right? Um, yep. So I'm, I, I th- these people that are writing up articles talking about how good, you know, they're talking about how good Beijing was and how good Sydney was. And a lot of the focus is on Phelps, who, you know, obviously was an amazing Olympian, right? But um, mm. come on, Barcelona. Like, yeah, that, 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 like that, that that needs to be elevated. I, I reckon our US ages like at that mm. time um, probably uplift that one for us compared to other people. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and so, so yeah. maybe if you're a bit younger now, I reckon that... that or if you're American... Maybe, or yeah, well, that too. Well, they would always pick yeah. <laughs> just just American one, but mm. I reckon that yeah. eight years plus, maybe to to teens, that's that's when you you're probably going to say that was your favorite, yeah, because it's probably one of the first ones that you've really watched. Remember, right? Yeah, yeah. or you know, have memories of. Yeah, you know, yeah. who 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 remembers Olympics back in the early '80s? No one. I, we. I, yeah, probably I not us. Watching them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the generation before us, definitely. Yeah, you were out throwing rocks, so yeah. Yeah. Hey, on, yeah. on that theme, I was, I was of, creating my own Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that theme of opening ceremonies, one thing that I have some memories of, and I wanted to, to raise because I also did a little bit of looking around, was um, the attire or the uniforms that each mm-hmm. of the countries come in, and how different um... they've been, and how horrible <laughs> some have 
have been <laughs> in particular. And I think 92, yeah. Canada rocked up with what looks like the most typical kind of white tourist type outfit of all time and I wish I could we, I wish we were doing a vodcast or whatever it is with a video so we could show this uh, but we'll put it up on social media um, but but that yeah. was one of the most horrible ones I've seen uh, Australia seemed to often put out something that's quite terrible and I was having back yep. uh, through a look at some of them and in 1984 um the men actually marched separately from the women because apparently the male athletes actually refused to walk next to the women who were dressed what? in a a yellow, full yellow canary uh, wattle-inspired dress. Um, and there's all these articles about how um, the males, in particular, I think Robert DiCastella was one of the ones who refused to walk <laughs> next to the women. Come on, Robert DiCastella. <laughs> That's hilarious. <sighs> Oh, Run your own marathon. Like, what? That, that's story. ridiculous. How? I can't believe that was a thing. I can't oh, believe. I can't believe that story. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But I will say what that most it? of the. That was 84, Los Angeles. Most of the times when I've seen um, the Olympic opening ceremony and they come out, so many of the countries look like they're just going to get on a cruise ship. Like, <laughs> you know, they're dressed up in their, like, in their, in their, like, day suit type thing yes. um but then the one the ones i love seeing is some of the smaller nations particularly the oceanic or african nations who are full of colors full of like national pride and or, or wearing you know something that that resembles you know not not some kind of suit in your national colors but but something's actually like worn in your country to yeah, associate true. back to home i love that yep agree agree the, uh, the ones that let down are Some always Some of the island nations Australia. just don't wear anything. Some of the well, island nations just walk out in, that's, their, in their dacks. Well, they're covered by leaves. It's traditional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leaves and tattoos. And, yeah. yeah, I just, um, I, I just Googled that, that uniform, Tim, and it's horrid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would refuse to walk next to it as well. It's got a it's a yellow canary and it's got like a koala print on it. What the hell? <laughs> Is it? I haven't oh seen God. it, but but all I'm thinking about is Zane in his mustard pants when he turned up to Macau for a boys' oh. trip. Wow! <laughs> it, yeah, it had the uh, same impact, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's worse than that. Uh, At least dude. you guys didn't refuse to walk next to me. <laughs> oh, we did, but for oh, different reasons. <laughs> um. Okay, well, that, that's the opening ceremony. There was one that I, I didn't write down, but um, apparently in a closing ceremony, there was there was a weird one. Um, it might have been London where there was a superhero scene and Batman and Robin and a few people were escaping. I need to look that one up as we talk further along. Oh. Um, but apparently, that oh. well, that's just weird. I don't remember it, uh, but I did come yeah. across that when I was having a look at some of the, uh, the uniforms. Sounds like something you would enjoy. Oh. Uh, no, I was just saying it was weird yeah. and memorable. I didn't say I didn't enjoy it, did I? <laughs> no, I didn't say. I just said it sounds like no. something you would enjoy. Uh, Tim, probably, Tim said yeah. it was underrated. Yeah, Tim probably said it's underrated. Yeah, well, you sure. should have taken it to another level and maybe just worn those outfits on the actual course in the events. Yeah. <laughs> Not like we've that done be that great. before. <laughs> um, Pete, yeah. throw us one. 
What yeah, are your, bit, some of your memories? Let, let me let me take you back to what I was saying earlier. Um, and in in the whole representative uh, uh, theme of the Olympics, and you know, getting all different countries involved and allowing them to enjoy the Olympic spirit. Um, one of my one of my fondest memories, um, which was from the Sydney Games actually in two thousand, was Eric Muzambani, or as it was as he was yeah. called, Eric the Eel. Eric the um, Eel. So Eric the Eel, for those eel. not familiar with him, and you know, probably probably look it up on on YouTube. Um, he's from Equatorial Guinea. He learned how to swim about eight months before the Olympics. had had never been in a fifty meter pool before, um, coming out for heat number one. So it's the men's hundred meter freestyle heat number one. Uh, three competitors come up. Uh, two of them false start. Uh, I don't know, they're scared of Eric. I don't know, they just jumped into the water. So Eric has to swim alone, heat number one. So he's going to win heat number one unless he sinks beforehand. Um, and um, it was like the world record in the in the swimming 100-meter men's at the time was something like 44 seconds or something. He rounds the bend at 48 seconds finishes almost at a standing standing stop um he finishes at one minute one minute 52 um but the the aussie crowd loved him fell in love with him um one of the most heart-wrenching moments i think in the olympics he was super happy afterwards when they interviewed him um a lot of I think a lot of presenters have come out and said that this is, shouldn't be allowed in the Olympics. I say it should. I say we need more of this. Um, you know, there's lifeguards on hand. So, you know, let, let, <laughs> the, let the guy swim. It was a national record, obviously, because I don't think anyone else from Equatorial Guinea had ever competed in anything um, it related to swimming. And look, I looked him up. Guess what he's doing now? He's a swimming oh. coach. He is. Coach? He's really? the Equatorial Guinea head swimming coach. I love yep. it. Did, are they? How good is at that? Tokyo. That that would be my question. I don't think they're at Tokyo. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so I don't think his record's that, ever going to be beat. <laughs> the um, I, I have a question, right? Why did he enter the hundred meters and not the fifty? Well, he got a wild card into the hundred meters. So maybe he wasn't able to get the wild card into the who, fifty. Who, who gave him the wild card? Did someone just say, "Oh, this guy's from this little African nation who's never competed. He he just learned swimming eight months ago, and he's never been in a fifty meter pool. Let's give him a hundred meters." No, I think I think the IOC, <laughs> right? I think the IOC. Yeah. When when a country decides they want to enter the Olympics, and and you know, if you've got athletes and you join the opening ceremony and all that kind of stuff, I think they sort of say, "What are you bringing? Like, what what do you guys do? Like, let's yeah. see if we can fit them in." And I, I think a lot of the time it ends up being sprinting. So some of the early events, the early rounds of like the sprinting and things like that, there's some competitors from little known countries that you know end up running yeah. uh, i think i think yeah. maybe equatorial guinea just they just they're like well we've got eric maybe he was maybe yeah. he was the son of the Music. emperor or the the head of state or something <laughs> i don't know there's got to be a story there somewhere then, but no but, yeah. I, i'm just interested i could be it'd be interesting to know why 100 meters not 15 meters right because you know for obvious reasons maybe there wasn't but, any uh, yeah, space he's, uh, he's, no space his, uh, yeah, yeah, his time is pretty, pretty slow. 
Uh, it's very slow. Kiros. I don't I even know if he actually managed to swim that. 100 meters before that. <laughs> so that one of one of the time. one of the funniest parts, and I know Tim, you 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 listed out Roy and HG, but you know they were doing the Dream, um, the TV show, the Dream after the Olympics every night, um, which was a, you know a piss take comedy on the Olympics. And what they did yeah. when they showed Eric the eel, because he was like became a cult hero, and when the swimming was being done they would show the world record line, like moving up the pool yeah. at the world <laughs> record that. speed. And when, when Eric the eel was, um, when they were showing Eric the eel, the line, it moved away and then it stopped and then it came back. And then they're like, grab on, grab on. It'll give you a toe, like type <laughs> thing. It was, it was pretty funny. Um, so yeah. yeah, poor Eric the eel, but great moment of, of, of Olympic memories. Um, oh, I think me. everyone would remember that moment regardless of whether you probably followed the Olympics or not, because it would have been big news all around. Hey, I, I, I looked it up to see um, just technically why he was allowed to swim, uh, because normally there's like a Olympic qualifying time, like there's A and B qualifiers. Yep. Um, and apparently so. every country is allowed to uh, have at least one athlete um, that does not. And so if you've only got one one that oh. doesn't make a qualifying time, you're still allowed to, to get in the Olympics. Oh. So every so country can have at least one. So you they should. So, nice. they should, so they should. Hey, uh, this reminds me of a story, um, if I can tell it, not not Olympics related, it's a personal story. Um, maybe, I don't even know if Tubsy would be able to verify this, but we used to do inter-school swimming um, at Kimura, and this would have been in early high school. Um, and I didn't know, I'm not a very good swimmer, uh, but I decided to enter for, we did it by house colours, right? So yeah. my colour, I think at the time was Blue House, and we didn't have anyone competing in the uh, 50 meter butterfly. Now, I don't know how to do butterfly, but I know that you just need to swing your arms, right? And I had this theory, and I don't know if it was inspired by Musambani, it wouldn't have been because that was after this, but I had this theory that, because I was quite tall, if I could jump and swim, like do a few arm movements and then walk the rest of the way, doing the butterfly arm movements <laughs> that because no one else was entering right so no one else entered the event there was like me and one other guy and i thought well this will get me into the inter inter school sports i never really thought about what i would do then but but yeah i i did that and i got disqualified so they didn't i i, I remember them they just didn't send anyone to the inter school sports <laughs> That's a, uh, so you're not allowed to touch story. the ground. <laughs> apparently, yeah, apparently you've actually got to. There's some rules around doing doing the doing the butterfly, like actually doing the butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't qualify for uh, that, so I still can't do the butterfly. God, it's a hard stroke. I don't know how these guys do it. That's a really hard stroke. Um, yeah, I remember trying trying to learn that, and I did squads, and that was still impossible to do. You could be pretty bloody strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not my type of thing. Uh, that, that's yeah, a it's pretty actually hard. pretty hilarious story. <laughs> very very random. Um, you've mentioned Roy and HG already, and that was one that I was definitely going to bring up as a, a amazing memory of um, past Olympics, which obviously has got nothing really to do with Olympics, but is the commentary um, variety show <laughs> showed after it. Um, I yeah. I was asking around before lockdown about Roy and HG and people's memories of it. Um, and, and the consensus is most people like it. And I think it, it might've been age, but there was a couple of people who um, didn't like it and they are uh, obviously un-Australian because it was fantastic. I, I think it went on a little bit too long though, because 
um, Sydney 2000 was the first. They then did the Winter Olympics uh, 2002. I can't remember where that was. Um, but then came back for 2004. And I, now that I look back, by 2004, I think that was enough because it was obviously um, – I had a certain style uh, which which was fantastic but was probably wears, wears a bit thin after a while. Mm. Um, I think the they became well-known for um, – taking the piss out of particularly men's uh, events. Men's gymnastics was one. Uh, Greco-Roman wrestling was the other, I think, the, the, number, the, the two big ones that they, um, they commented on. Uh, and, and I remembered some of the manoeuvres from the, the men's gymnastics, the, uh, the battered sav, the flat bags, which we talked about, Pete, last week. Yep. Um, Hello, boys, which I think that, that was my favourite. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of really good ones in there, uh, which, which obviously... Um, spoke to the snug fitting outfits and what they were kind of doing with their with their body movements. <laughs> there were some good jokes in there, though. There was some yeah. very there were some very good jokes in there, and I I also enjoyed it and probably agree with you. I think it was it had its time when the Olympics were in Australia, um, because it was because everyone was into it, right? I, I think that probably by by two thousand and four. When we were, you know, looking at the the Athens Olympics, I think it was probably uh, not past its use by date, but probably people weren't as into it. Um, so it didn't have the appeal to, you know, the people who weren't that like people would have been following Roy and HG's dream, and they would have been following the Olympics even if they didn't like sport. But by two thousand and four, they wouldn't have been doing that. I think. Yeah. No, I think very. It was kind of there was in jokes. If you know what yep. I mean, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I think one of their the big ones was obviously the uh their their hatred of the of the official mascots <laughs> of of the Olympics, um, and and then popularizing uh was it Fatso, yep. Fatso the wombat, Fatso, <laughs> Fatso the fat ass wombat, the yeah. fat ass wombat. Little known fact. Maybe, but just looking it up, and Fatso was actually purchased by Kerry Stokes, the uh, what? <laughs> CEO of uh, Channel what? Seven, um, really? for the, uh, the $80,450. $80, was that an auction wow. or something? Must have been, yeah, yeah, auction for charity. Must be a charity. And then apparently, the, the there was a statue erected at the Olympic, Olympic Park site of Fatso, of Fatso. And- at, at Homebush. Oh, Must be at Homebush. Home yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could Wait, get no, Saundo. Can Saundo go and get a photo for us? So go down and yeah, get a photo. <laughs> I, I think he should. So Because there's obviously Homebushes or whatever it's called now is, is used for some sort of sport, um, probably footy and, and rugby. So we should send Saundo out there. I like that. That's a good <laughs> idea. Our, our reporter yeah. on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, obviously, a, a marketing employee there for Kerry Stokes to, to have gone and got that. Well, Channel 7 had the rights, right? So, I, I guess he was probably put under a bit of pressure to, like, you know, you're rich. Come on, bid it up. Yeah, I feel sorry for the guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. But 80 grand for him is really not that much. So it's not that it's, much. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, on that um, on that topic, when we were talking about um, obviously the the men's gymnastics and, and showing a little bit too much, I think that that's also mm. a, a memory of many of ours, uh, particularly mm. Zane, who who uh, put this one forward. I think 
uh, around one of one of the yep. most famous Australian athletes. Um, not necessarily Premier, about winning Premier anything, Premier sprinter. Yeah. A fantastic sprinter. He caught what? he 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 basically uh, caught the uh, Australians' uh, um, attention, right? And it's not because of his um his speed on the uh, on the track. It's it's because of his outfit, right? And, uh, and we, uh, we're talking about Shervo here, Matt Shervington. He's uh he he was a very popular guy, you know, when when he's not running, and you know because you know it, he he's never really that fast because. He's carrying a little bit too much. When he's and he, he's <laughs> sort of down, are you saying? <laughs> I thought I, I always sort of... I always thought that if he could use it as a propeller, he could have a he could have just an advantage. <laughs> but it's sort of it would have been better if it was behind him. But if it's it's in front of him, so it's sort of counter <laughs> countering, right? If it's <laughs> like, really, are you suggesting he would have he would have actually been much better if uh, it was a little bit smaller? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? He would he would be at least 0.5 seconds faster, I reckon. 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. That <laughs> would have made which, him world record holder. <laughs> which is, you know, would, would have got would have got him uh, sub ten, right? But he, I don't think he ever ran sub ten. Um, so personal so, best yeah, 10, sure, 10.03. Close. There you go. Ooh. Ten point oh three. He would have been mm. nine point eight. Or yeah. Maybe he was so, just trying uh, to get a little bit, a little bit uh, famous and popular, so that he could uh, then take up a, a role right. in media. To you know, what was it? Beyond two thousand, beyond what, what? whatever it was. Beyond <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, beyond yeah. tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that one. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Just, he also also apparently close. did Dancing with the Stars. Oh, another chance oh, to come back with very tight pants. Yeah, exactly right. He well, loves just, his tight pants. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it basically when he's running, like I mean, I'm sure you guys watched it. Like when he's running, you just you start wondering, like it's just flunking around, right? left, right, left, right, left, right. It's like, oh my god, it's just it's unbearable. <laughs> Do you reckon you get a rash or something? Um, chafing. Uh, yeah, some kind of chafing, yeah, right? Chafing. He probably put cream on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's very odd. Either way, it's very odd. There's, I, I can't no, remember if this was I, in the Olympics. I always wondered. Yeah, I've always wondered. What if you show him like porn just before he runs? Uh, <laughs> like, that's that's have, a whole have, other have, story, have, then, isn't it? Yeah, Surely he taped it. He he should have taped it. He should have just taped it, right? No, no, exactly. He should have just. But, yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't want yeah, the uh, sorry, that the band aid effect of taking taking off the tape. Oh. Because that would be uh, no. oh, that would be painful. <laughs> I remember doing that on on my ankles. That hurt enough. So yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I think that happens. Uh, the the genitalia popping out also happens a bit in the uh, is it the steeplechase or the marathon where they wear pretty tight shorts. Uh, they don't wear the kind of skin tight ones, and there's um, definitely uh, a, a risk of uh, your balls dropping out in those in those oh, really? those little shorts. Don't the, they have the like, steeplechase? That's a problem, have, like, right? Well, You'd want to get. You'd want to get clearance on the steeplechase if it oh, all of a sudden drags on the steeple. It's going to be a bit, a bit painful. Don't they, do they have like shorts where they have like, you know, uh, like underpants built inside, you know, like a covering? It's extra weight, isn't does it? That, it doesn't mm. You don't want to double up. Like a fabric. Of oh, like a fabric. 
<laughs> I don't know. I guess you've got to work out what the wind resistance is. What's what's better or worse? Oh, I don't know. Hey, I, I looked up the yeah. most awkward Olympics wardrobe malfunctions, um, and I don't remember <laughs> these particular events. But um, the the uh, I think the men's rowing. Um, men's rowing is the one I was going to raise oh, because oh. Italian. Italian rowing. Uh, this one's the um, the English team oh. at the 2012 oh. uh, Olympics where they they won bronze. What happened? Um, and there was, oh. they they won bronze. They're up on up on the um, the the, the dais afterwards, getting oh, getting yeah. their medals. And, and and there's there's a the title of this says the hard truth of the Olympics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a a guy by the name oh. of of uh, Rummel has shown off his package and he is a little bit hard. <laughs> so oh, <no. laughs> he's the only one. Um, and I, I read the, the article about it and uh, he ended up even even having a, a conversation with Cosmo about it. Obviously not about the, the Olympics themselves, just that particular, um, particular medal ceremony. And yeah, he was a very famous person mm. after that. His wife, not so, not so happy about it, but... <laughs> This, that, this, that was an interesting one. Wow. This this reminds me of a very um, funny moment in I think it was in women's golf. Um, I think now I'm, I'm trying to fact check this, but it, it reminded me of this and it, a very young Sandy Roberts. I don't know if you know if you know this example was presenting a something or other. I don't know what it was to a lady by the name of um, I think it was Leanne Cock. No, Leanne Dick, and he called her Leanne <laughs> Cock, and then said, "I mean Dick." <laughs> um, look it up. It's, it, I, I can see that there's uh, Sandy Roberts. It's like 21 oh. seconds, and this was back ages ago, oh, no. but very funny. That's one of the. It's got to be one of the oh. one of the top top slips. It looks like it was a horse racing thing. Not sure, oh. um, but very funny. I, I do not remember that. Definitely have to. <laughs> Have to look that one up, um, but, but that's enough of some of our uh, our very sideways tangential <laughs> <laughs> memories of, of the Olympics. Do we have any any actual events that we remember? Um. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. If we're looking at events, hey, go. well, one one thing <laughs> one thing I was thinking about, and I don't know, I, I don't know, I'm all over the map at the moment, but. Um, and this goes to the to the Royal HG um, thing. One of the other events that they did was weightlifting, um, which is is a sport that I love watching. Um, but one thing that, and I don't know, I don't know where we're at on this segment. But one thing I remember and I love watching with the weightlifting is when these guys pull up these massive weights. Right, sometimes they can get a little bit uh, unbalanced. And yeah. when you're unbalanced and you're trying to, you know, balance yourself when you're carrying, you know, 250 kilos above your head, you tend to walk a little bit forwards. Yep. And there has been times where these people have gone into a little bit of a run and gone straight at the judges with the, <laughs> with these weights above their head. Um, and there's a few nervous moments uh, when that happens. So um, that's something I, I, I just remember as being quite funny, but I do love watching the weightlifting as well. Um, I love that some of them get up there, uh, do the whatever they're doing, clean and jerk or snatch or whatever, uh, throw the throw the weight down and just run off the stage. 
<laughs> run off. <laughs> yeah. I just love the, the power about that. Like, no, nah, I'm too good for this weight. I'm off. <laughs> and they come in, they come in, they, they, they go with their powder. They've got the chalk yes. there. They put the chalk on their hands yeah. in a certain way. Then they get down. They let out the loudest scream you've ever heard. Like, they're just like, come on, wait, you're my bitch. And then, yeah, and then they just throw it down. Like, not, not gently place it. Just, just piff it down and off they go and just wait for the three white lights. It's funny. I find yeah. it entertaining. I've also right. seen I've also seen um, weightlifters doing exactly the same routine. You know, they come up the stage and they, they chalk their hands and you know they go and you know uh, you know fill up the bar and try to lift it and give out give out the biggest string and the weight doesn't move at all <laughs> and they just give up. Yeah, that's pretty funny as well. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah so that's quite sorry, funny. can't do that one. That's too much for me. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, is that they they just. They just walk off with a wave of their head, you know. It's uh, uh, <laughs> just stare, it's pretty just funny, stare it down. Just stare it down. Yeah. Like, oh shit! Yeah. I might try you again yeah. later. <laughs> uh, I, I, they overestimated them, their their own abilities. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we've covered probably all the comedic parts of the Olympics. Um, I think the other two memorable we parts did. are either. The, the wins and some of the events that have been fantastic mm. or the heartbreak. Let's start with the heartbreak because there's, there's a few um, yeah. a few instances of that. And, and the one I remember is is 2000. Uh, Jane Seville in the 20-kilometer women's walk was, was leading in mm. sight of the Olympic Stadium, which is where the race, oh, race always this. finishes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost to the entry, I think, and got the red got flag. Last, uh, red card. Yeah, yeah, and got the red red card. Even though you look around and clearly everybody is is cheating because if you stop it ever, you can see two two feet in the air. Um, and okay. got done. She was about to win gold. I think she was well ahead of whoever's oh. in silver. Um, and and got yeah. done right right before entering the, the Olympic Stadium. She was that like, was one I remember. Like, yeah, she was only like four hundred meters off or whatever, you know. Yeah, so and then just one lap of the stadium, really, and you've you've got it. So really devastating. Harsh. When yeah. you she's she it's won really gold harsh. in the nineteen point five kilometer walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they don't that, that they don't give out gold for. Yeah, that 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 was I mean, not only is it just that it's that that is the the race like in, in four years, right? This is the thing about the Olympics, like you only get that one chance, particularly in this type of event, that that's gotta be that's gotta be life changing, yeah. right? You yeah, can't come I, back from that. Yeah. It's um, pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty devo, and uh, just you know, these walkers they walk faster than our run. That's oh, they, 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 yeah. Have you checked? Have you checked their times? It's unbelievable. Well, they go pretty fast, so that's that's. I yeah. couldn't even go that far anyway, running. But yeah, their their per kilometer um, timing is yeah. is pretty bloody amazing. Yeah, yeah, they they yeah, it's unbelievable. But, but it's uh. You know, I think she got a, she 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 must have been really excited, right? She's and and you know he, he, it's two thousand, it's home Olympics. The judges were a little bit harsh, I think. So uh. would have given it to her. Yeah, that yeah I would have given yeah. it to her as well. Yeah, I mean, who's the oh, douchebag who yeah, comes in? Why is the why is there a referee standing right before the stadium of all places? You're going to give right. it to someone by then. Exactly right. Like yeah. the the. It's the thing's the over. You've, you've called it, right? Like it's done. You don't. You don't. Yeah. That, that's just whoever that ref is. Shit bloke. Absolute yeah. shit bloke. Yeah. Yep. Shit bloke. Home ground. Yeah. It should be. Um, must be a softer as yeah. well on the Aussies. Must be a must be a Kiwi 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be something to bring up for Roy and HG. I'm sure they would have gone at yeah. gone at them if it was a Kiwi Kiwi umpire. Uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Any other heartbreak <laughs> so ones? Yes, uh, very vivid memory for me. Uh, Liu Xiang. So he, uh, if you guys don't know who he is, uh, I'm sure you do. Um, do. He's the 110 meter hur- hurler who was at one time um, the fastest uh, man in Asia. So he was uh, a world record holder for 110 meter hurdles. Um, he won the 2004 Olympic gold uh, in um, Olympic record time. At the time, he's like he's a national hero, right? Because uh, first Chinese. Uh, guy who's dominating a race that is traditionally dominated by North Americans, usually, right? North Americans or, or Islanders. Um, so um, he he was the big, great hope in the 2008 Olympics, um, which was held in Beijing, the home Olympics for, for, for China. And uh, just prior to the Olympics, I think a, a year prior to the Olympics, he had like a, a torn Achilles. So he was, you know, rehabbing and getting ready. The, the whole sole aim of his rehab was to compete in the Olympics and do well. And um, it, just even a few events um, um, running up to the Olympics, he was doing great. He won a couple of events and, you know, people thought that he was back to normal. And uh, during the uh, the Olympics, he, you know, he came up um, and he, into, I think it was at the group stage, um, he basically just pulled out, pulled out at the start. Uh, it was just, it was pretty devastating. And later we knew that, um, we found out that he's, he had a serious injury, like, and he was trying to run through it, but <laughs> that never worked. Um, and, <laughs> no, wasn't, no, um, I think it wasn't, was, it, um, there was a, there was a false start or something and it, it started yeah. and then he just, he didn't come back after that, even though he yeah, wasn't he the one who false back. started, he yeah. didn't come back. He was just off and done. And nobody knew what the hell yeah, was going on. Even, yeah, yeah, and you know, at the time, he, um, I'm not sure because it was uh, 2008. Was um, he, the internet was already quite popular, uh, and the social media was um, quite popular as well. And um, he copped a lot of flack um, in China, and people were saying like, "Oh, you should have, um, you know, sacrificed yourself to run for the country. You should have tried harder." And you know, people just, you it's know, tough. just unprofessional people who didn't mm. know. It's it's really rough, right? It's really mm. rough. And uh, um, but you know, people eventually turn around and you know find out that he was actually it was actually seriously injured. Uh, injured. So you know, it was really tough. It was really heartbreaking for and for the nation as well. So yeah, that was a, a pretty vivid memory for me. That that reaction is very Asian, particularly Chinese. I think that you know you're going to sacrifice yourself for your country. If that was. Aussies, you probably yeah. wouldn't quite have the same same reaction to that. No, I don't no. think it reminds me of the. Yeah, um, I think the, it, it's yeah. It was made worse because he was he was like the only hope in the tracks for them. Yeah, so mm, true. I was going to say it reminds me of the Sorry. Melinda Gainsford Taylor breakdown at the Commonwealth Games when she just pulled up lame mm-hmm. in the two hundred meters and you know basically ended her career with that. Yeah. But this, she didn't. She didn't cop that much flack. Uh, no, but that's yeah, what I'm. That, uh, to Tim's point, right? Like Australians were devastated yeah. for her, not sort of saying, "Oh, hey, like you know, like you're should have should have ran through. You should have yeah. ran through it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That does work the other way, definitely. I mean, yeah. even I don't know what the um, 
the the fallout of the uh, Liz Cambridge um, pull out of the Olympics is as well. Obviously, she's got other issues going on, um, but that definitely it hasn't been um, probably as brutal as as what um, the Chinese would have done to one of theirs their basketballers who, who pulled out and did the same thing. I would have thought. No. Oh well, I mean, Chinese. Nobody really. First of all, Chinese don't have a team in the Olympic basketball because they're too crap. Um, and, uh, you, you know, it's not a sport that we put, you know, the chi- China put a, a great deal of importance in. So I think it's fine. It's just, he's not a medal. Uh, they're not medal hopes. But uh, um, So it's the extra expectation the was, then, yeah, comes with it. Well, yeah, carried the weight of the nation for a 110-meter gold. And he was like the national hero. So it would have had the same effect at the time if, if I don't know, say, I don't remember, you know, one of the table tennis players pulled out, that would probably be the same. Even Except yeah. that probably but there's probably about not. 10 others to like take his spot. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's no replacement for Liu Xiang, right? So true. True. I guess the Aussies, it's um, like we're we're often favourites only in a couple of events, mainly mainly swimming more than anything else. A couple of the team ones, um, we we follow we go the other way and follow the underdog, um, hoping that they'll win. Particularly if they've yeah. got a great story, and, and that's who you back. So yeah. expectation isn't quite yeah. the same. I don't think. I think and it's probably, yeah, pro- yeah, probably exactly. in the uh, the prize money that's as fair. well for winning gold isn't that high for Australia. <laughs> Compared to some other yeah. other countries, well, yeah, from some of the things that we, we we've seen, right? Indonesia yep. is higher than Australia, so true. Yeah. On the which uh, is pretty ridiculous. On the underdog theme, even though this person wasn't really an an, an underdog, um, my favorite memory was Kieran Perkins winning the '96 mm. Olympics from uh, from lane mm. eight after he had a terrible lead up. Uh, nearly didn't qualify for the finals as well, and that's why he was out in lane eight. Mm. Uh, even though mm. um, I, I think all the Aussies were behind him, even though the person who had qualified fastest and would otherwise have won, Daniel Kowalski, who never quite got there, was always the uh, the bridesmaid, um, w- was the clear favourite that day. Uh, it was all about mm. Kieran Perkins and, and his... I think he, he basically led from start to finish um, in that particular That particular was the race. 800 metres, right? 15. Fifteen hundred meters, Fif- or fifteen. Fifteen hundred. His pet event. He'd won it in, that, that in ninety-two. Already, um, yeah, so that that was already sub fifteen minutes, right? Because uh, I remember yep. sub fifteen minutes was a big deal. Uh, then he broke it, and then, uh, but I don't think he, he didn't do it at the Olympics. But he swam definitely swam sub fifteen at the Olympics. I think that ninety-six one. Um, he just beat fifteen minutes to win gold. Um, okay, but he'd already had the world record was way way under that. Yeah, uh, which, yeah. But he didn't do that. But Olympics, it, I don't yeah. Think. It's it's quite amazing now that um, sub fifteen is just the norm now for fifteen hundred meters. <laughs> like, seriously, a- if you swim like fourteen forty, you probably won't even qualify or whatever. You know, it's it's quite amazing actually. Well, I think with with the advancement of you know things like sports science and stuff like that, like if yeah. if I if I take your attention back to Jai Tarima, who famously. <laughs> uh, yeah, famously won. He was he, he was good mates with Shervo, I think. Oh, possibly, <laughs> possibly, yeah. Also, famously, famously, as Roy and Hay, she called him "jumping Jai," the centimeter guy, um, being yeah. a lot, being a long jumper, and and you know took 
took the silver medal in, in the Sydney 2000 Olympics and was famously came out and said he'd eaten a pizza the night before, was a, a pack-a-day smoker um, of cigarettes and was still able to go and, <laughs> go and win a silver medal in the yeah. long jump. I, I don't think people could do that now. This, that, like, no. uh, that's kind of kind of crazy, right? Um, yeah, yeah, that is. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't even know how people can come in and just come out of kind of nowhere and and just you know take a silver medal in in an event that's an individual event, not yeah. like not like say you know speed skating and everyone else falling over type of thing. But um, you know, yeah. this, this type one's crazy. Or he was high, like who knows? Like, did he set a PB in that, or was did. that? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> Off yeah. the back of it of the pizza the night before. Yeah, eight forty nine. The pizza sat well. This is like cam, and maybe it's the cam effect of milk. Um, <laughs> pizza helps wow. you jump. Um, and he's now. I looked him up as well. Um, he's now part of the Australian Federal Police. Really. Go figure. But I would have thought he didn't. Well, he probably wouldn't end up as as a coach, given that if his uh, training ethic <laughs> was like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he um he always had the long hair and the uh, the sunnies, or well, not the sunnies, but whatever those you know they wear them with the the orange kind of visor thing. Mm. I don't I don't know if that's it's like blinkers on a horse. It feels like <laughs> just to, you got to just look at what you're doing, and that's it. Yeah, um, he would. I remember, he would, I remember he'd put his hands up right next to his face, like focus focus and then off he goes um yeah very entertaining um that that's a classic underdog story that's classic what I underdog story. Love it. Um, yeah. uh, particularly the um i'm so good at what i do but yet i eat junk food and i don't really <laughs> look after myself the way that i probably should have i don't need to try look i got a silver <laughs> how good am i i guess it's like our national heroes like you look at warney year uh with with the smoking and um you know taking baked beans to to india and pakistan <laughs> and and people like that that we worship so jai tarima kind of the same <laughs> yeah like booney before him yeah and booney absolutely <laughs> with all the cans <laughs> hey one thing one thing i uh, can i can i um just keep going i'm going to keep going on the yep. theme of things i or i'm going to change themes i guess on things i love about the olympics um it, it is it is one time of the year when I become an absolute expert in a couple of things. Um, the main thing being diving. Um, I, I, I don't watch diving, but for the Olympics, it's my favorite event. And look, it takes me a couple of jumps to get into, into a bit of a rhythm, but I, I, can, I can nail the, the judging. I, I should really be representing the judges. So, you know, like someone does a dive, 7.5. It, it's it's clearly a 7.5. I will put up reasons as to why it's not an 8. Maybe too much splash. Uh, maybe the form was a little bit off. Um, and why it wasn't a 7 as well um, compared to other other dives that had come before it. Um, and the the other thing that I think we're, we're good at doing as well in the same vein is, is, is just kind of shitting all over people's dreams and, and their achievements because, you know, someone will come up, the, the, the Chinese will come up who are brilliant at diving, do their rip entry, 8.5, brilliant score, you know, fantastic. Someone else will come up after them, 
create a little bit of splash, like on a four and a half spin with like pirouette and all kinds of shit. And you'll be like a little bit of splash and you'll be like, shit ass, yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't even be in this competition. <laughs> 6.5, that was shit. Like, I love it. Like not like anyone else could, could do it, right? Um, but that's another thing I love. Like you name it, the vault, various parts of gymnastics, anything that requires a score, you'll, you'll be able to do it after watching it. You don't need to watch it for 10,000 hours. You know, you just need to watch about three people do it and, and you're all, all of a sudden an expert. Um, so I love that about the Olympics, <laughs> becoming an expert in everything that's, that, you, that you never watch for four years afterwards. Is, yeah. is that an Aussie thing or is that an everyone thing? <laughs> I think that's an everyone thing. And it goes even one step further because you'll be like, oh, geez, that judge from Belgium is pretty tough. Like, they keep keep going. They keep going under. Like oh, they don't know what they're talking about. They, they're the judge that gets scrubbed every time. Yeah, it's only every time. Other, yep. Yeah. Out of the six or seven the, judges, the and they get scrubbed. The, the event that you can't do is is boxing. Oh, that's hard. Like you have no yeah, idea. I agree. And and I was saying I was no saying idea. this to LK this morning. The technical events that are combat related, and there's there's like five of them, I guess. So boxing, yeah, yeah. Uh, taekwondo, judo, karate, and I'll put karate. fencing fencing, fencing in, in there as well. Definitely fencing. Yeah. Uh, they well, they the like there's like a there's like an it, ex- but, but there's an exchange, and then someone puts their hands up yeah. in the air. And then you're like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There, was a, there was a point, an yeah, obvious because, point. What? <laughs> yeah, because fencing is whoever hits it first, right? So um, there's actual electronic sensors. So it, it's fine, but you just don't see it. Um, but, you know, the other ones, it's a little bit difficult. Uh, and it, it requires um, naked eye to, to actually judge. And that's pretty tough, um, especially for you know, things like boxing and... and and stuff because you know you're chopping people and you're punching people but you're not sure if that scores a point or not so it's especially it's when obvious. a point isn't so. scored and you're like that was a great hit and they're like no mm. there's no point there you're like what do you mean <laughs> well the boxing's unusual yeah. right yeah, because exactly. it's it's three judges and at least two of them need to have given it the point right yeah. or something yep yeah whereas yeah. some of the other events is one judge and the judge just calls it after the after the action in the dojo yeah. or whatever the whatever the ring is called yeah. where they're where they're competing um yeah, yeah. that's funny a um a very aussie thing which you guys probably wouldn't have seen because it's on uh australian tv is uh sports better been doing these like alternate olympics type things that are very aussie so when you were talking about diving pete i was uh reminiscing about an, an ad recently where um there's an australian doing a belly flop competition off off the three meter springboard oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got another one where there's a uh, a person in a car um rev- doing parallel parking with a um a jet ski on a trailer and getting that in and getting oh, getting oh. points for getting it parallel so wow like, they're, oh. they're the kind of things that we would wow. make up so i think that's maybe it's an aussie thing around this whole like yeah i'm an expert and here's a, here's a couple of things that we would do as well there's the, some of the, the things that we flop, talk about um, yeah go, the go belly say. flop sounds like a good uh, the belly flop sounds like a, a good competition for the for for the boys trip <laughs> no, have have you guys done a belly flop before? Off like at yeah, at, hurts, at distance, man. Yeah, it's it like right. nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's like um, oh yeah, red. That's like one of those red skin things that you <laughs> you know, yeah. and you end up with a hand mark on you. Like it, it's worse than that. 
Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> the, the question is, is it better to have some padding or none? Because I, I remember doing quite a bit of swimming and that kind of stuff when I was a lot skinnier, and I remember it hurt a lot then. So I wonder if it's better now that I'm a bit more padded, or is it is it just worse because there's more surface area to <laughs> get, get, get slapped? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a circular belly is better than a flat belly. To break up the the water. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, what you, like, what your, <laughs> like what your hands do. Like like when, because the thing I didn't get like about diving is that people don't put their hands straight. Like they're not entering in a like a straight, they, they kind of do it. I don't know. They like lock their fingers or something like that. It's kind of, it's not a, it's not a sharp entry. It's kind of, you, you're just moving the water a bit. I'm thinking maybe a belly can do that if it's, Ooh. if it's fatter. <laughs> It just creates it. Op it opens up the entry for you, or maybe like a big nose would be helpful as well. <laughs> no, no, I guess diving though, you're trying to get into that hole, aren't you? So you can get almost that that reverse splash, so it kind of sucks in on the way. With a belly flop, I don't think you get that unless it's going to be like a cannonball type <laughs> reaction. You're sucking all the water in. <laughs> Plus, maybe it depends what you're scoring points for as well. Also true. Yeah. True. Mm. I guess in a belly flop, you're going probably for more splash. <laughs> Maybe more <laughs> splash. Yeah. <laughs> very, very random. Um, Zane, do you have any any other memories before we move on? Mm. No, you're done. No. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> I'm done. You're done. You're done. The the only other one that um, on on just magical moments, uh, Michael Johnson. In the in the it was probably in the four hundred, uh, but also the two hundred, doing the double boots. in the golden in the golden uh, yeah. yeah spikes. That was fantastic. Golden boots, yeah. That was the all time best, and just yeah, Michael Johnson uh, running, just him running like yeah. with the that kind that of run, thing. The yeah, way he runs, so good. So upright, right? Yeah, upright body doesn't move, just the legs. Looks like they're kind of the, the tops completely opposite to what's happening at the, down the bottom. <laughs> that was amazing. At the time. Um, yeah, I think he challenged, uh, what's his face, like the Canadian guy. There's Donovan Mitchell. Is that the Canadian guy? Donovan. Uh, not Donovan Mitchell. Um, some, uh, something like that. Not Donovan. The, not, the, not the basketballer. Donovan. Donovan, Donovan was his last name. Yeah, but what was his first name? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, I think he challenged him to a 150-meter sprint. It was going to be like one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like an in-between. Uh, I, don't, I don't actually remember what happened with it, but... Um, Michael Johnson was, yeah, he's my favorite of all time. Don't worry about, um, uh, Bolt. Don Donovan, I, I, Bailey. Donovan, Donovan Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Donovan Bailey. Yeah. Um, my prior to Michael Johnson coming along, my favorite of all time was always Carl Lewis. Um, oh, yeah. cause he did a bit of everything. I don't know if he did it legitimately still un unclear. Right. But, um, yeah, Michael Johnson, God, I loved him. Oh yeah. Amazing. Hey, let's move on to the uh, what are we looking forward to part of the the Olympics. Um, and, and Pete, you've probably already thrown in yours a little bit with the the diving and and the judging that you're going to be. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just um just just to interrupt, just uh, I just quickly googled the 150 meter race between uh, Michael Johnson and Donovan Bailey, and uh, apparently Michael Johnson got injured in that race, so he, he didn't finish. He pulled oh, up devastating! Oh, really? Up. Was he was yeah, he leading yeah. or was it just a cop out? He was um I think he was leading, yeah. Uh no, he was no, he wasn't leading. Um, but um 
Johnson was running the, on the curve. So it, people were assuming that Johnson would would have caught up. Uh, he pulled up at 110 meters. So ah, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, right. disappointing. That that kind of reminds me of when um, Ben Johnson, the one who tested positive, when mm. Carl another was Canadian, one, yeah, another Canadian, mm. and then didn't mm. he he uh, raced a, a horse? <laughs> I think mean, this is when you're banned for life and you can't do anything else. <laughs> he raced a horse and was absolutely smashed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I think it was no a few shit. things. It wasn't just a horse. It was like a horse. Then there was a, a harness racing horse, and then maybe even a, a car that was coming from further back. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He raced a thoroughbred, a thoroughbred horse, and a stock car. That is classic. Oh, and a harness oh, horse. Man. Yeah, there you go. Right. Oh, was, my God. You, when you get banned, oh, <laughs> what that's, are you going to do? That's pretty oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn yourself into a spectacle. Yeah. Basically. Zane, what are you looking forward to? Yeah. Uh, for the Olympics this this time around? Uh, okay. Um, I'm looking forward to the mix events. I think it's the first time they have like mixed events, like in in swimming and running, right? Yeah. So yeah, massive. Yeah. So it'd be quite interesting. Uh, I, I didn't look into how they uh, coordinate which position that the people like, uh, which has to be men or which has to be women or is a free. But I assume for something like um, running, I think it's okay if you switch your positions around. But for swimming, where it's like medley, you have to have you know, certain, um, certain, certain types, certain gender at certain positions, right? You can't have um, type of, uh, teams freely allocating different, um, you know, styles. So, but it, it, it'll be very, very, very interesting um, in terms of um, the dynamics and, and, and so forth. But I assume, I assume the teams that normally dominates um, in athletics and swimming will still dominate. But uh, I think it adds a different dimension to the competition. Are there? I'm just thinking, what what kind of mixed sports were there before? They're all probably racket sports, right? So like tennis, yeah, badminton, sports, table tennis, like tennis, table tennis, and else. Stuff like the that. only yeah. other one, the only other one mm-hmm. where um, women and men compete on equal playing field is equestrian. Ah, yes. Of Although course. it's really just the horse yeah. doing doing the um, doing the actual work, but yeah. Hey, one thing I just looked up, because one of these mixed events, which I find a little bit unusual, is the mixed triathlon, um, which I was like, oh, how's that work? But I just Googled it, and um, it's a four-person team. You go in the order of female, male, female, male, and each competitor um, has to do Mm. a swim, cycle, and run, and then tap in the next person. Oh, okay. So they do a three. Uh, is it three, a short triathlon? Shorter so a, length then? So it's a 300 meter swim, eight kilometer cycle, and two kilometer run. Oh, and then they tap. Oh, yeah, it's shorter. It's a triathlon sprint event then for each of the, the competitors. Yeah. That could be that could yeah. be quite entertaining. I um yeah. I, I want to yeah. see that now. Yeah, I want to see it as well. That that could be that could become one of my favorite uh, my favorite events. Um, one thing I didn't realize I just talked about um, equestrian before is that. You know, they've got equestrian in the modern pentathlon, which in its own is a pretty unusual event. But I didn't realize that there's a horse event, like an equestrian jumping event in the modern pentathlon. And 
the horses are randomly assigned to like there's a draw for horses because you don't bring your own horse. What? Yeah, really? <laughs> they, spin yeah. The, they spin the wheel. <laughs> Imagine they had just a donkey out there, and all of a sudden the the gold medal the gold <laughs> medal favorite gets a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what we would do if we had an event like that. So <laughs> weird. One person is going to be fully, fully at odds with everyone else. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just tough shit. You got the donkey. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'm looking so to forward to uh, to sport climbing. Uh, mainly because I haven't watched it much before. Oh yeah, um, that that's going to be one. I think that's a bit odd in the Olympics. Actually- anyway. I heard the sports climbing, it's actually three separate events combined into one. So they have to, each climber have to do three separate climbs and mm. they have, they're each judged on, uh, they're scored on separate events and it's combined total. But one is a speed event and one is like, uh, I don't know, the other one, I'm not sure what it is. But uh, but yeah, it's it's quite interesting because then you ha- you play into different dynamics, right? Because, you know, you, you can be technically strong climber, but not fast which will be, you know, which obviously plays to your disadvantage um, events. So um, feels a yeah, bit like it, the triathlon I think it'd be great all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. yeah different different events within the one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing um, it won't be, a, it won't be a race per se. It'll be um, an individual one competing after another, right? Like doing yeah. the, doing the mean, same if you, climb. If, you, if you're doing, yeah, like so, not just head to head. Which kind of reminds me of um, like but gladiators the, um, back in the day. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Up the wall. They've, yeah, <laughs> you know they they actually have a head to head climbing, but I don't think it's part of the Olympics. But it's actually really good to watch because the way they move is fucking. I don't know. It's just like they're like lizards. If you see a lizard climbing the wall, it like these guys are like lizards as well. So. If you if you if you get a chance, Google it and have a look at the speed climbs. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it definitely will. No, that'll be good. Um, one one question that uh, without notice, Pete Pete did throw it up to us. Um, was if you had spent all of your childhood uh, training for something, what event would it be that you think you would be good at, or what would you have gone into? I'll throw to Pete first because <laughs> without without notice, without, without notice. and I, I I really um I really haven't given this much thought, but I'm just now scrolling through, uh, looking at uh, different events and sort of thinking nah 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 maybe <laughs> maybe if I was doing it, I I would probably have tried. You know, I've got a bit of height. Maybe that's helpful. I would have been a lot slimmer. So you know big arms, maybe grow that out. Maybe I would go for something like the um, canoe slalom. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> you know, the one on the white, white, water, white, white water one? That's white it. one. Yep. Um, you know, you power through, then you go some, some, some of the fences you've got to go forward, some of it you've got to go back. Uh, I, I, reckon, I reckon either that or the other one I would have gone for is the javelin. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. All right. yeah I, I, always I, could, I always thought I could throw things pretty far. Yep. Yep. Not not the shot put then. No, nah, it's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> happy to th- happy to throw a pole. Wait, do, do we do something like the the javelin or something similar at some point? It was throwing with an umbrella, umbrella, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah with umbrellas. In, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
actually, do you know, you know, um, Tubsy, who we had on here a couple of weeks ago, um, Tubsy represented our school in the Javelin. Ah, oh, how did he go? Interesting. Pretty well. He was good. So I I represented the school in uh, middle distance running, uh, like the 1500 and that type of thing. And I was terrible. I just, I just could run. Um, uh, But I wasn't. You got dominated by Sondo. No, I actually got dominated by people that actually had coaches and shit. I would just run. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Tubsy did the javelin and and he was, he was quite good at it. Um, One of the reasons why he was quite good at it, I remember this vividly because I, I always thought, I was a good thrower. So I'd just get up to the javelin and just piff it. The, the technique was all wrong. It wouldn't, it wouldn't land in the ground. It would go and do spins in the air and shit. He actually had great technique. His javelin would like caress through the air and, you know, land somewhere. I don't know how far he ever threw it, oh. but, but yeah, he was our, he was our javelin. Thrower. I also represented us in high jump. I did pretty well in high jump. Um, mm. Yeah. It does help to be taller, well, I presume, high jump. in high jump. Did, yeah. Did you use the old school, old school style? No, the the old Fosbury um, flop. That yep. was the that was the yep. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Well, there you go. Mm. Zane, okay. definitely not something that I would do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to do with throwing rocks. Battlefield nineteen eighty six. Uh, I don't know what the closest to that is. The shot put. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. The shot put. It's just, it's just a heavier rock. M- maybe also the discus throw then. Oh. No, but, oh, maybe. Or, or would, would you get but, dizzy you know, going uh, around know, in circles? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, if, if I had uh, started practicing, I don't know, if being from China, uh, probably like whatever the racket sports. You know, like badminton or or table tennis or something like that. Right. You, you could have standard. You could have been part of the um, the first ever competing Chinese men's European handball team. Yes, that's all they do is throw yeah. shit. Right? Like, I think you could have been good at that. That's right. Yeah, we could have had. That, that's uh, the one that I yeah. said I, I would it, have uh, been pretty good at. I would have thought, but hey, mm. <laughs> kind of a we could a have made different team. <laughs> well, there, there would be no team in Australia doing that, though. I, pre- I presume you yeah, guys. Well, there could actually be some good team. Ones. We could have. We could have created I mean, that Australia, team. Aussie, Australia had. Yeah, I mean, Australia surely would have had a handball team. Um, in, I mean, they would just you know invoke the mercy rule every time they play. But they have a team. <laughs> <laughs> I was a uh, a pretty good lot distance runner, um, and I can swim a bit. So I would have. Oh. I would have thought triathlon for me. Um, oh, wow. Can you if ride I, a bike? If I put though? effort in, I can ride a bike. The one thing that occurs to me about triathlon for um, for for us three is that, um, like Zane, not not that great of a runner when he was young. I can't. I can't. He can't swim and can't ride a bike. Can't ride a bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not my event. Anti triathlon. <laughs> yet, yet the last no. time I was in Beijing, I saw his his daughter at the time probably five or six years old at the time, competing yeah. in triathlon yeah. and, 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 and dominate yeah. against She dominated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was lapping people she in the like pool. Six. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she came like six. Uh, she was six years old. She came like six in the, in the nines or whatever. So, <laughs> so she's, she's definitely, yeah, she definitely dominated. thankfully got a lot of Wendy's jeans in her, I think. 
called it's called it's called evolution. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been smart enough to make her go into events that you can't train her in, so that's why it makes it a, bit, a, a lot better. <laughs> that's For example, smart. that's right. If you were training her in basketball, you you teach her your her, your style, and eh, it probably doesn't work. <laughs> no, that doesn't. no. <laughs> she'll be she she she'll be the greatest flopper. Year nine basketball. Oh, you're sorry. Year um, nine year old basketball. Flopping not so great on the uh, outdoor courts. Just, saying, just saying. No. <laughs> just... That's quite hilarious. Hey, um, uh, going back to to what we're looking forward to, um, the the one that uh, I'm hoping will cause an upset is is the Boomers. I, I'm not sure if that can happen, mm. but Team USA are in uh, all sorts at the moment. They're in big um, trouble. If yeah. they lose a few more and replace them with more Keldon Johnsons, then I think we're in with a good shot. Uh, and well, I think apparently. on the last power, power uh, rankings, Australia was number one, actually. Yeah, but apparently USA is getting um, Holiday, uh, Booker, and uh, Middleton. So, Do, do you uh, reckon they're actually going to turn up? I could see them yeah. pulling out. Yeah. They, um, it, they are on a flight uh, to Tokyo tomorrow, apparently. I could see Booker making that flight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about the other two. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Booker, I, I think the other two could definitely have COVID by, by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, with, with no, 65,000 uh, others. Going off. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's pretty ridiculous, uh, the crowd gathering. Uh, but uh, no, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think the Boomers are a really good chance of meddling. Uh, hopefully gold this time. They have a brilliant team um, and they have um, the right frame of mind after their, um, their warm-up and, you know, they play tough. They, they've always played tough, but this time they, they've actually got some great offensive talents as well. So, um, yeah. Get to the basketball, actually. And team, I think. If that's what we heard from the Bucks, you do need, obviously, some really good players, but uh, very team-oriented. That's international game works better that way. It's not a one-on-one yeah, yeah. type thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, um, so they've got, you know, very good and very good yeah, team. I think that'll go well. One thing I've just pulled up is uh just to have a look if there's any random sporting um odds on things. And one that's come up is the odds on who will light the cauldron for the Tokyo Olympics. Ooh. Um and the Oh quite low backed favorite here. Uh a dollar ninety one. Pretty low odds. Yeah. Hideki Matsuyama, the who is the golfer, I believe. I need to just check that. Pretty sure what? Matsuyama okay. is the, yeah. the golfer. That that wasn't the person that I would have thought was the um the favorite. Uh the next two, yep, that is the the golfer. Um the next two behind uh Matsuyama is Ichiro Suzuki, the uh baseballer, and then Naomi Osaka. Uh Oh, Rui Hachimura okay. is is down at like number ten. I I don't do not think he's going to get a chance. That would be weird. I don't think Naomi Osaka <laughs> will get a chance as well. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Um, I I I would say you know, not a, the um, national hero. A legend of yeah. Well, they, they would go with someone that's been in the in the in the game for a long time, and that would be a Chiro you know, who represent yeah. How so old would a Chiro be? He would be pretty old nowadays. Hmm. He's got to be. He's how are they going to light 47? it? Forty-seven. Jeez, how, he's going to hit a golf how ball. They, in? How are they going to light it? <laughs> uh, hey, I don't know. Uh, yeah, speaking of 
Pitching wedge. Off on a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Off on a tangent. Speaking of old um, Olympians, there's a gymnast that's competing in her eighth Olympics. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Um, Did you say gymnast? Really? Yeah, gymnast. (laughs) A female gymnast. She's like 46 or something like that now. Wow. So I'm not sure which country she's competing for. She's completely competed for a couple of different countries, but um, but she is definitely um, yeah, she's competing in her eighth Olympics. So originally Russian then, or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. But I think she was poor, so she had to. Or her daughter has some problems, so she um she had to keep keep competing for money. So she's just uh yeah. Her name is uh, Oksana Chusovitina. So. She's 46. Was she in Blades of Glory? <laughs> Sounds like a reference. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she, so she, um, she originally competed uh, for Soviet Union, and then competed for Uzbekistan, and now she's uh, competing for Germany. That's wow. very random. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, now, no, sorry. She competed for Germany, and now she's returned to Uzbekistan. It's very interesting, but it's her eighth Olympics, which is uh, which is a good effort, I say. Yeah. Um, in gymnastics, that's crazy. I I, I kind of understand yeah, the she... um, the Andrew Hoy in in equestrian because no, yeah, sitting on a horse is a bit different in to gymnastics. being a gymnast. <laughs> she's uh, I think she's only competing vaulting. Still very 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 good. <laughs> the other crazy. one, the other one she... where you could get you could be around for a while is something like shooting. True. Yeah. Uh, archery? Would archery yeah. be another one? Um, well, eyesight. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Shooting eyesight, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. But because um, um, gym, gymnastics is a, is a power sport, right? Because you, have, you need a lot of um, uh, fast twitching muscles and explo- explosive muscles and so forth. Whereas the other, these ones, are, you, you know, like questions, shooting and stuff, you just need stability of the hand. So um, it's so much harder. Um, and and so, golf. Yeah. Golf, you could be but around think- forever as well. Yeah, true, true, very true. True. Sorry, sorry to move off to Tanya, but I just thought it's uh, it's a good fact to know. Hmm. Hey, on the on the other end, because I was looking this up as well earlier, um, the youngest competitors, um, I believe, yeah. is in a new new event, skateboarding. There's two 12 year olds yeah. in it. Skateboarder. What? Yeah. yeah. UK. There's one for Japan and yeah. one for From UK. UK. Right? Yeah. Wow. Twelve years UK old. Guy, UK put. Yeah, the UK person is also half Japanese. Um, oh, really? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I just looked it up. You're right. Born in Japan, uh, she was born in Japan. Yeah. Sky Brown. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's half Japanese, and um, these these little kids, man, they do like I think she can do like a thousand eighty, like or whatever. I'm I'm a skateboard already, and she's twelve. You're showing your, I think you like the 1080, mate. Yeah, you're showing your ignorance there. It's oh. definitely the 1080. Sorry, <laughs> 1080, whatever. You know, a thousand and eighty. It's the same number. <laughs> you need to no, watch them. Not, you need to watch the, the next games. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're back to California games where you don't have to do any of those, so you don't have to read that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But no, well, it's impressive. Yeah. Um, more to come on the Olympics. I, I said we we're going to put together some mm. kind of multi, but things have been hard to uh, to find out. To be honest, there's been a lot of um, events and odds that haven't come out. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I guess of yeah. the uncertainty. Uh, so maybe we'll see how we're, we're landing next week. Um, 
we will go to our recurring segments because I think that Olympics will come up again anyway. Uh, and playoffs mm. are done. So we talked about that at the start. Uh, yep. Bucks and six. Um, I, I, I might mm. just recap uh, or I'll throw to Pete to recap on, on the bracket. Bucks and six. How did that, how did that play out? <laughs> yeah. Um, the only person who was alive was me and I had bucks in six, but it was already all over. So I, I guess, I, I guess that was what I call a bit of a whitewash. Uh, that sounds yeah. racist, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, can't, can't help the facts, but, but yeah, it's over, over and uh, convincingly. So absolutely um, killed it. We will talk another time yeah. uh, when the Olympics finishes about next year and, and some of our predictions for next year when mm. Lillard goes to New York. Um, so we'll move on mm. to to our new competitions because I don't think our 2K Sims moved oh. along and, and probably won't for a while while the Olympics <laughs> is on. So <laughs> we, we have a new competition. Uh, Pete, I've got to throw to you because this was your competition that you put together and as per usual, it Come is on. not Let's be honest, the simplest. It's not, it's, it's, <laughs> It's, let's let's be honest. All competition is something that put Pete brought up, right? So it's not like anyone else is suggesting competition. Well, right? well hang on, hang on. <laughs> it, it's true. Well, Pete puts together the most complex and possibly the most interesting of these competitions because I think it did start yeah. with someone else wanting to do a competition on Olympics, and I don't even know if that one's yeah, going up or, or not. It was no, it's not because everybody, you know, after hearing Pete's competition, Francis' suggestion is shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cared about it. I, I don't even remember what that one was, to be honest. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, no idea. <laughs> well, it's not going ahead. So we can we can focus on yeah. the competition that is going ahead, which is um, which is a very robust <laughs> Olympics competition. We we had a draft on Saturday night, which lasted a couple of hours. There's eleven of us um, running through running through the people who are involved. Let me just quickly say uh, myself, Tubsy, Cam. Uh, Franny, Jacko, Jang, Zane, Charlie, Sondo, Shaz, and and Tim. Um, we did a draft style of event where you need to select an event and select which country will win gold. Um, and basically, the winner will be the uh, the manager or the the person who finishes highest on the medal tally. Um, there's a couple of random rounds that we threw in. Um, one where someone else just threw you an event and you had to um, pick who would win that event, uh, one where you had the country um, picked from the previous pool of gold medalists and you had to pick the event, but you couldn't pick the same event, uh, which brought up some interesting um, interesting ones, and then a round where you got to pick an event that was already selected by someone else where you think they picked the wrong gold medalist. Um, so that particular Silly. one was for triple triple gold, if that one comes up, and double gold if you if you win gold in the event um, that where the country was selected for you. So a couple of interesting ones. Um, Cam, uh, having gone and got Singapore as a, a random one, has gone <laughs> with uh, the the women's. 48 kilogram and 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 below judo um i'm not even sure singapore has a judo competitor um, charlie after getting confronted with fiji and not having any rugby available to pick has gone for um the women's featherweight boxing um for fiji 
which will be um, quite quite interesting. Um, uh, Jacko, uh, after getting the Ivory Coast, has gone for the uh, men's sixty-eight kilogram Taekwondo, um, which I thought was uh, was interesting. Uh, and then, in a in an interesting move, um, Sondo having got Bahamas as being one that was randomly assigned to him, picked the women's 200 metres athletics. Then, in the next round, having an open choice on picking anything he wanted, then picked the Bahamas in the 400 men's uh, 400 metres women's uh-huh. um, athletics. So, um, I don't know what, what he's doing there, but um, it'll be <laughs> it an interesting... The same person competing in both. So it is. It's either going to go very well or very badly. So, so yeah, who knows what's going to happen there. But um, my highlight from that was um, as I was trying to get everyone's picks and we had a 30-second shot clock on it or a minute, minute shot clock on it was trying to navigate between someone saying, I will do athletics, then saying that one's already taken and then going, okay, well, my cop-out event was the wrestling Greco-Roman <laughs> 85 kilograms. And then just it was very hard to navigate during it. But um, there's a lot. Um, each team has yeah. around about 20 events. Uh, Saundo has 17 in the athletics, which apart from Char- Charlie yeah. picking 12 in the swimming was the, the most concentrated. Yeah, true. The, yeah. Uh, my highlight, yeah, it's it was a great night and... Uh, my highlight was Jang picking uh, four by 100 meters medley running. <laughs> the relay, the relay for the, uh, the, the, the medley, relay. the medley, yeah. Medley yeah. relay, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny, I thought. Uh, but uh, I have to say, you know, because um, we were, to- um, the competition was held. Um, Did he just disappear? I don't know. He could still be talking, and the app has just decided it's too boring. So we're just going to move The on. other thing, can I just add another thing that I thought was interesting was uh, Jacko referring to the EP or the yes. FA as EP, and then even though he was corrected multiple times, continuing to refer to it as the EP. There were quite a few uh, interesting pronunciations of some of the events, I think, (laughs) particularly the the judo, taekwondo, some of those. I I heard um, Jasmine does karate and I heard her teacher talking about the the kumite and I I think someone pronounced that completely incorrectly on the night as well. So there's a few few of those. The kumite. the Kumite, yes. And I'm pretty sure that was Jacko again. <laughs> because it's only people that have watched uh, Karate Kid, for example, that would, would have heard the word Kumite. Yep. Um, well, that's right. Yep. Um, I, uh, on reflection, going back through some of mine, uh, some of my selections, uh, I think one of the, the key things for most people would have been that to try and get more than one option in the events that you were picking. So um, I didn't do that in golf, where for men's golf, I've decided it has to be Rory McIlroy <laughs> or not. <laughs> and obviously in the men's ranking, there's uh, quite a few Americans near the top. <laughs> so probably should have gone with the US. But anyway, go Rory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure I went the right way either because the other thing I was thinking upon on reflection was pick events that are a little bit more consistent, like where things don't change. 
Yep. Um, and I, in one of mine, went for the equestrian jumping, um, forgetting that, of course, there can be some random shit that happens in the jumping. <laughs> like the horse just doesn't want to cooperate um, and probably shouldn't have gone down that path, to be honest. True. Well, I think in all honesty, the the only one that it, it probably something like swimming is probably the the most regular, given that uh, all pools are the same size that you're training in, and and you would have been probably training this whole time. You're not relying on anyone else, particularly if it's an individual event. So I think some of the team ones are a little bit up in the air because who knows what's going to happen with those. Um, yeah. And this is this is before COVID takes hold and anything happens as well. So. Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, Zane has definitely left us, um, but we are coming to an end anyway and wrapping up. Um, the last thing, of course, is our ultimate footy um, league, which is still going on in the background. The AFL has ground to a little bit of a halt with with COVID, so there's been a couple of fixture changes. So, uh, And quite a few players have been made to sit out um, and last weekend were at the last minute, but the top four still remain the same, Pete. I don't think that's that's changed. Uh, we're, we're still seeing a little bit of head wobble from number one. That, that yeah, could, the one, could the one thing that did happen last week was your team smashed my team. So I'm now clearly in fourth and falling way behind, but uh, the top three is still keeping pace and uh, looking forward to the uh, your team taking on number three this week, Tubbsy's team, cool. um, which, you know, could... This is actually very good for the top team um, because that'll mean one right. team, one team loses a bit of pace. So, uh, yeah, uh, unless that that top team is playing someone good, nah, they're, pl- not. they're playing Probably against Zane. Um, oh, yeah, it's like it's like a bye. <laughs> give yeah. up. Yeah, give up. <laughs> just yep. just like right now, where uh, Zane's given up. So uh, that, that's it. That was a that was a, a nice little opening to to the Olympics. Um, we'll see where this gets to. I think we've got uh, – well, maybe Zane's gone on holidays early and he's just given up because he's not going to be here next week for our, our next episode. So um, we might have to, to find a replacement. Yeah, I think we'll need to. Miss? Oh, he's back. He just <laughs> jumped straight back in. Yeah. We're just wrapping up. What? Oh, okay. We're just yeah, talking about how we'll need to find a replacement like... for you next week. So we'll oh, – okay, um, yeah. I, I think we us, might we might inv- invite back one of our yes one of our former guests who has been um, we, we we had a few requests for him to come back so if we can fix his mic he might be in oh, he'll good. have a, he'll have a, a few good takes on the Olympics by then no doubt he yes. will cool oh, very good okay thanks oh, okay. again thanks for listening guys we'll be back next week yeah catch you later see ya. Stay enjoy up. your holidays Zane.